Three Keller Williams agents asking rock stars from all over the world. What strategic plays they took from the Millionaire Real Estate Agent Handbook to achieve success and grow their businesses. These agents know what it means to live a life by design and not just by default. These are the Red Talks with Aaron and Luke and Patrice. So, hi guys. So our guest this week is Mr. Michael Putnam, Director of Sales and Expansion for the United Home Group, a different kind of real estate team that was established in Portland, Oregon in 2011 and is now one of the largest teams of agents in the U.S. helping thousands of buyers and sellers every single year. And after launching his team under the United Home Group's banner around 2013, he rose to become the regional director for the whole of Northern California and Hawaii. Nice. And then now in 2016, he became the director of sales and expansion and he is committed to leading United Home Group into the next phase of their growth and their future. So Michael, it's super lovely to have you join us today. Thank you so much. Really thank you for taking the time, the valuable time out of your day to hang out with us. And we wanna just ask you three very simple questions around three key things, mindset, application, and giving back. So as you know, we want to keep this short and sweet, and we want to make sure that this is kind of as compelling and interesting, fun and engaging as possible for our audience. So we'll spend just a few minutes on each of those short three questions. Is that okay? That sounds great. And first of all, just want to thank you, all three of you, for having me on this, because what you're doing is amazing. Being able to take people that have applied these practices, applied these principles and giving it out to the world, that's that's such a big thing. And I don't know if you realize that just the four of us are on camera right now. And yet you get to then go disseminate this. And I'm not saying my words are going to be gold or anything like that. And yet you're going to trigger some thoughts and people that weren't having them before. So I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of that. Well, thank you very much. And so in the spirit of it, ladies first, Erin, why don't you go ahead? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for that, Michael. That's so sweet. Um, And okay, my question for you is this. Given the role that you have in coaching, mentoring, and of course, helping people build their careers worth having and businesses worth owning, how do you keep in a good mindset? Well, frankly, Aaron, you don't always. And I don't mean to be a downer right in the very first part of the first question. At the same time, I've struggled with like anybody and everybody else. I mean, is there anybody on this call that has ever just had a moment or a day or a week where you just weren't quite right in the head. And I have it. I have it daily, right? Yeah, daily at some point. And I struggled with it a lot, maybe seven or so years ago. There was a time period in my life where I just wasn't quite thinking correctly. I wasn't priming myself. And I was was susceptible to the negative influences of others or just of the general atmosphere I was in. And I think if we look at where we are right now, it's even easier to go into that mind space that it ever has been before. The access to information, the amount of people that want something from you or want to put something on top of you, it's extremely easy to fall victim to that if you let it. And that's my point. It's always a choice. So Mm -hmm. I've worked on a muscle. I went to Bold, gosh, this was 2012. And one of the greatest things I heard in that Bold session was you cannot control your first thought. You can control your second And so I've worked on this for years and years, and I'll tell you kind of a a weird, funny story, although I've worked on it for years to make sure that how fast, when a negative thought pops into this brain of mine, how quickly can I get it out and replace it with something that's actually uplifting or something that's inspiring or something that makes sense? Because 
frankly, what we tell ourselves in our head, we start to believe over time. If we tell ourselves the same thing over and over again, we're going to believe it. So I cannot afford to let those things in, or at the very least, let them stay. And so I'm a very visual person. And for a long time, what I would do is in, in the old bold, there was a thing called the, the monkey, the drunk monkey. And mm-hmm. I literally visualized that monkey sitting on my shoulder every time I had a negative thought. And I would just flick it away, just flick it away every time I had that negative thought. And as soon as that thought was gone, what's something I can think right now that helps me think bigger, helps me think better, helps me move forward and then take action on it. So number one, Aaron, it's, it's all about how quickly can I get that thought out of my head? Can I just ask something, Michael, just to make sure that for those folk out there that don't know about the Keller Williams model and don't know what bold is, quickly, what is bold? So bold stands for business objective, life by design. I've taken it 13 times. It's actually where I met my mentor, coach, and business partner, Cody Gibson. And there's a saying in it. 13 times? 13 times, yeah. I think once you really start to believe and buy the fact that, and by meaning it's, it's a value by the fact that your mindset is so critical. It's 90% of your success, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions. When you really buy into that fact, in my opinion, I think you start looking for more things. You start looking for more ways to really go and hone a strong mindset. Bold was that for me. And there's a saying in there that says no person ever stands in the same river twice because the person and the river has changed. Yeah, that's awesome. And the first time I went to it, I was actually kind of forced to go to it by a team lead. And I was like, all right, I'm here to learn how to sell houses. And I did. I learned how to sell houses better. What I really did was learn how to think differently. And the second time, it was more about mindset. The third time, the fourth time. By the time I took it my 12th and 13th time, I wasn't there to learn how to sell houses better. I know how to sell houses pretty well. What I was there was I was at a different place in my, my evolution from my leadership and my growth. And I wanted to know how do I advance that further? Because the further and faster I advance that, the more I can help other people, the more my life will change as well. So that's what bold is for me. Does that bold thing then influence pretty much your, your mindset skills that you pass on to your people every day? Absolutely. In fact, uh, if you're on our team and you have direct contact with me at any level, you'll likely hear me throwing boldisms out there. And if you use the B word, which is the B-U, I won't even say the last letter. I don't use that word in my vocabulary because after that word is almost always something negative. So I've removed it from my vocabulary completely. So if you're on my team and you say that word, at least I and probably five other people that I've been working with for a long time (laughs) will correct you and say, and it's a very big part of our culture. And with Cody being one of the original bold coaches, uh, it's just, it's part of who we are because it's, again, it's all about up here. You've got to get right up here. Like it says in MREA and every other book Gary's written, you got to get right up here before you can be right out there. So you got to work on the mindset. And that actually goes to the question again, is my second thing is you got to schedule time for it. You know, if you look at your calendars, most people, first of all, most people don't have a really great calendar. It's very blank. It's very just blah. And If they do have things on their calendar, they're usually obligations. They're things they have to do that day just to get the day done and make sure that they didn't leave their kids at school or they didn't do forget to do something they needed to do for the family or for the business that really didn't move them forward. It just kept them where they are. So having a calendar holds you accountable, but also you get to defend it. You get to defend your calendar. Oh, Luke, I love that because I use my calendar as a scapegoat constantly. Oh, you sure. I would love to be able to help you. And I need to consult the calendar. And then I have a moment to think and say, does this really help people? Does this really push us forward? If not, I don't think it needs to be on the calendar. And John Maxwell, who I'm a coach with, I've I've received a coaching certification through John Maxwell too. 
what I love about him is that every day, every week, every month, every year, he sits down, looks at his calendar and reviews. What did he do well? What did he not do well? What should he take off his calendar? And what should he add more onto his calendar? And that gives him a purpose of making the best and strongest calendar. And so for me, it's the, the calendar portion is so important. You've got to have time for your mindset on there. If you look at mine, it has on there, me time, connected time. That's me connecting with the universe and the God of your understanding, whatever that is for you. It's also, there's gratitude time on there. At 7.45 in the morning, it's gratitude with my family every single day. Beginning and end of the day, it's to look at what did I do well? What can I learn from the day? And how do I do better moving forward? Because if you don't do that, you're just mo- going through the motions. And I don't know of anybody mm-hmm. that really wants to live a life of just going through the motions. I love that. We're really working on time blocking on our team. And it is so funny because we don't put the time to actually go through that. It kind of seems like, oh, it should just be natural. And it truly is something that takes practice, right? It really a does. A muscle that you have to work. Yeah. And I actually wrote that down earlier this morning when I was thinking about this conversation. It's an absolute muscle. And the more you work it, the stronger it gets, the more reflexive it gets to, mm-hmm. to combating the negative, allowing the positive, and then harboring the positive to make just better decisions and better thinking practices. Thank you so yeah. much. Listen, everyone, stay safe out there. Thanks so much for watching the Red Talks. And the Red Talks this month was with the marvelous Michael Putnam. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.